A warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week's episode is a really exciting one for me because I know that you guys will have known over the last year I've been on a gorgeous journey of sound healing. I've done my level one and two alchemy crystal bowl sound healer practitioner training. And I have brought on this week my wonderful teacher, Evelina, and she is the best person to talk to you guys about sound healing and crystal bowls and how you can integrate it into your life. So I know you're going to absolutely love it. And also don't forget, I have a series of masterclasses on my website. So if you go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, there's loads of gorgeous two hour face yoga masterclasses, which are very much about lifting and toning the face, but also helping your wellness as well and many of them I play the crystal bowls at the end as well so you get that gorgeous sound bath as well as all the face yoga so just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop for those so let's get into this week's episode Evelina, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast thank you so much for coming on today I'm so excited to have you here Danielle, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be on the podcast with you. Thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure and amazing as well because you have been my teacher and my guide with everything to do with sound healing and crystal bowls. And I was lucky enough at the beginning of this year to take my crystal bowl sound healing certification with you. And we were chatting before the podcast and I was telling you about how much I've been integrating it into my face yoga teaching, into my soul purpose business teaching and how it's been so transformational for me personally as well. And particularly, as we know, at the beginning of the year, I had lots of sacral issues. I had an infection in my womb area, which actually came massively up during the training. And I ended up having to go to hospital sort of halfway through the training, which was, you know, the the bowls brought up, what obviously needed to be brought up. And it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, I was able to to clear that infection, but also really go deeper into healing. So from a personal point of view, I want to say thank you to you because it's been such a beautiful journey. Thank you so much, Daniel. I mean, um, what you're uh, sharing with us now, it's quite of an experience. I actually haven't had any student experience such a powerful healing during the course, prior you. <laughs> yeah, but balls are, alchemy crystal balls in particular, are really powerful, powerful healing tools. And uh, you got to experience it firsthand that uh, we cannot take them lightly. I think um, they really um, need to be seen and experienced with uh, reverence. So therefore, I'm always advocating for taking a course. Um, so I'm I'm really happy that all of this happened during the course and we could work through it and uh, you got the support and we've been in contact. And yes, it's been a journey, right? It has been a journey. Yeah. I know a little bit about your journey into sound healing already, but I would love you to share with my listeners a little bit about why sound healing is so important to you and and how you started this journey and how you're continuing this journey as well. 
Yes, my journey also has been a long one. Um, I've been working with the balls for the last 10 years, I would say. So daily, daily with myself, incorporating them. And also, um, as you know, teaching the courses, providing sound baths. So really leaving and breathing the sound, healing with alchemy crystal balls. Um, but the first time I actually got to uh, experience the balls was about 20 years ago. And they came to me uh, just like many of listeners, I'm sure, through this uh, vibrational of fre frequency of the colors. So you spot them somewhere on Instagram and you get instantly interested and you don't know what it is. You have no idea how it works, mm -hmm. but it's really calling you in. It was the same with me. So that happened about 20 years ago. It was really a long time, but it was about, yeah, about 10, 11 years ago when I actually got to hear alchemy crystal ball for the first time and it was just really incredible earth shaking the earth was moving <laughs> under my feet literally um the purity of the sound the clarity of the sound when it moves through your body completely changed the way that I perceived sound before I used to play and work with the Tibetan bowls and I knew that after this session there is no way back. <laughs> it has to be crystal alchemy balls for me. Um, and I've been actually working with energy healing and crystalline frequencies already for, I, I guess, 10 years before. So I feel now and I know now that it was a natural progression from this heavier density of the metals and the sound that is produced by beautiful Tibetan bowls into this more ephemeral, I would say, etheric frequencies of crystalline alchemies. Mm -hmm. So my beginning was, uh, as you know already, I only got a one ball. My ball that I received, I say I received because I believe that they choose us. It's not us choosing them, although it's like a dance. It's a conscious dance. <laughs> my ball was um, a dolphin communication ball. It was a loving communication ball with a note E, which stands for the solar plexus, a solar plexus being an energy center within the body based just at the end or at the beginning, I would say at the beginning of the rib cage. And this energy center is connected to our confidence and ability to actually be empowered and show up empowered within the world. So uh, in that time in my life, I was craving collaborations. I was inviting uh community into my life. I really wanted to build a community. And that's exactly what the ball brought to me. It was the most fruitful and busiest of my years <laughs> of my professional life. Absolutely. So yes, they really do what they promise they will do. That's what I can say about the alchemy crystal balls. It was incredible. And you know, that first ball uh, really opened me up into uh, realizing that this is the medicine for the future. And I really followed up by opening a crystal ball temple in Berlin, the first one in Germany, and started sharing the wisdom of, of uh, sound healing through alchemy crystal balls from then on. Wonderful. And never looked back. 
when you're in New yes. Yorker now as well. So you have yeah. people see around you and so much inspiration. Two different locations at the moment, yes. So my my mother temple is still in Berlin, the big studio in Berlin. And this is where I teach the courses in person and also teach online from here. And here is the biggest collection of alchemy bowls in Germany. And I also have a second location in Mallorca. And from there, what I offer in Mallorca is actually more residential retreat type of courses. So I invite people for longer and we dive deeply into the experience there. Yes, I mean, the weather is amazing in Mallorca. You really, if you if you land there, you want to stay. So uh, that was the whole intention of really making it the whole wellness experience on a different level away from the busy city. Yes, and wonderful to have those two locations because they That's both right. bring such different energies. And talking about different energies, there's so much that you talked about there that I want to sort of pull out and go into more detail. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is, is explain the difference between an alchemy crystal bowl and a crystal bowl. So maybe you could just sort of clear that up because many people ask me as well, you know, where do I get my crystal balls from? What is the difference? And I always send them to you. <laughs> I always say, <laughs> go to Evelina's website and you will find the most beautiful alchemy crystal bowls. But if you could tell us more about that, that'd be great. Absolutely. I'm so happy to talk about it because I feel that it's really, there's so much confusion around it. So the only balls in the world that can be called alchemy crystal balls come from one place in America. They have patented a special technology of producing those incredibly resonant, pure, 99.99% pure crystal quartz balls. And that's actually where this whole magic comes from, the purity of ingredients. There is no lead added. There are no secret ingredients that you don't know what they are. So this is what you're receiving. You're actually receiving a very resonant quantum healing tool. And on top of those crystals, they do layer different uh, precious gemstones or precious metals, precious rare earths from around the world. And the vibration of those extra ingredients, this is what makes them so special. So the normal crystal ball uh, that you would get uh, from some other source, if you had them next to you, if you actually heard both of them one next to another, you would realize that alchemy crystal balls penetrate your being. You can actually feel them within your physical body. It's like energy moving through you. So the healing with alchemy crystal balls, it's such a multifold. It's not only the physical, it's also the emotions. It's also the mental body. It's also the spiritual part of yourself. I can really speak only about alchemy crystal balls because I'm so in love with them. I really feel that they have consciousness. For me, the way I perceive them is they are beings, like crystals are beings. Therefore, uh, they are portals for us of communication. So I hope that if anyone is ever considering purchasing a normal crystal ball or connecting with alchemy crystal ball, they will take their time and even if it means saving up for a year or two, but still decide to get the alchemy crystal ball because they are so incredible and the healing properties that they are bringing, the benefits are so incredible. 
Absolutely, they really are. And how would someone choose a crystal bowl? I mean, for me, when I wanted to sign up for your course, you said simply be guided by your intuition, which is exactly what I did. And my bowl from you is a beautiful throat chakra bowl which has always been an area I've been very drawn to, an area which I've done lots of healing on over the years. And interestingly, as I learned through your course, both from a personal point of view and through the training, how much that is also connected to our womb space and to our femininity. Um, So it was a perfect bowl for me. And still I go to that bowl when I need that healing for that area. So that felt so right for me. And obviously very connected to what I do with face yoga as well. So it was it was perfect for me. Is that what yeah. you usually guide people to do? Use their intuition or do you have sort of a step by step guidance that people would go through to choose a bowl? I mean, for sure, the consultation on connecting with your bowl would be different if we met uh, in person versus online. Um, but I always um, encourage people to try to drop from the head to the heart space. So this decision uh, to be made from the point of feeling rather than thinking, we often think we know what's the best for us. And sometimes our perspective is very narrowed. And when we actually allow our body wisdom to come forth and uh, connect us to and invite towards us to what we really, really need, that can actually be different to what we thought it is. That was the case with me for sure, because my first bowl was blue. And if you ask me by aesthetics, I would definitely go for the pink color. (laughs) So I surprised myself. But with my students or clients, I usually have a little moment for meditation. So whenever we are really centering ourselves and coming to the heart space, as I mentioned, and then... um, I invite people in person, I invite people to sensitize their palms energetically via different exercise and then ask them to close their eyes and simply feel the energies of the balls. And you really don't have to be clairvoyant or you don't have to have any special uh, subnatural uh, gifts to do it. Every person has this ability of uh, being able to feel the energies around us. You can even surprise yourself if you think it's not you. (laughs) So uh, usually people just hover their hands over the balls and they start receiving information within their system. It can be tingling in their feet or warm feeling in the heart or just the wave of love coming through the body. You know, actually often people experience this wave of emotions moving through them and they end up laughing or crying through this process. It's really deeply transformational. So we usually, that's the first step that I always follow, uh, really feeling the field of the balls. And then when you feel really attracted to a particular ball, I ask a person to just take the ball with, sit down and hold the ball towards the heart space and just sit with the ball for a couple of minutes and observe how it makes you feel and where in your body do you feel the energy of this ball. So actually chiming a ball and playing the ball is the last, absolutely last, <laughs> last element of choosing the ball. But of course, it's very often people can actually hear the sound before they play the ball which is really touching and incredible feeling. But um, what is the most important thing for me, uh, and I get very serious when I talk about it, is that 
it has to be a very unique, a very 100% yes feeling, whole-bodied yes. And this means that you connected with your ball because all of them are so beautiful. It's very easy to say, oh, I wish to have this one or that one. They're all gorgeous. <laughs> But the magic unfolds only if you and the ball meet each other in the vibrational and at some point of the vibrational level when you find this crossover then when you play the ball you will your field add so much into those healing properties and it sounds a little bit complicated but it's super simple process and when you hear someone playing a ball that is actually their ball the match is like 100% made in heaven <laughs> you definitely feel within your whole system the healing properties of that union between the person and the ball therefore if someone is just getting a ball from the website without any of this process i feel that sometimes um It's hard to connect with the right ball that is really, really 100% uh, elevating your healing um, abilities as, as a person. I hope I answered this you question. Sorry, it's just so exciting. It's so <laughs> exciting and I absolutely love it. And I love hearing from you. And as you talk about it, I think about my own experience, but also I'm thinking about as people are listening. And I know definitely some of my listeners are going to be thinking, yes, I want to do this training. You know, I want to get certified as a, a, an alchemy crystal bowl sound healer. But also I know that some people will be thinking, Evelina, is it possible just to have a bowl for your own personal use, to play at home, to enjoy for yourself? Do you find that people also do that? Yes, absolutely. And I encourage people to do it because this should always be our level one, let's say, foundation of whatever we do in life to actually live it and work through it and let ourselves integrate this vibration of the ball that we're choosing or inviting in our lives. So really inviting the ball to be a part of our daily routine, thinking of how can I incorporate her in whatever my practice is. And so I always always, always, always invite people to first think about how you, I can use the ball in my self-care. And this is also the topic of my uh, level one courses, be it online or in person. It's always, always a focus on a topic. And then if someone wishes to go deeper and hold space for others or use this as a profession, they, then we, uh, we deepen the knowledge with level two. And I invite everyone to join me for a longer course. I also invite an another teacher on the course level two for uh, for practitioners she is a qualified voice coach and we also work with how to use our voice in combination with alchemy crystal balls to create this very very unique powerful experience healing experiences with yeah with ourselves and the balls but it to answer your question yes it should always starts with us And uh, I hope it always starts with us for everyone, <laughs> because uh, as the saying says, uh, the, ha the glass needs to be full in order for us to be able to share with others. And if we take care of ourselves first, then we share from different place. 
Absolutely. And we talked a little bit about in the beginning about the chakras and how they relate to the musical notes and to the bowls. And I know both you and I work with chakras a lot and listeners of the podcast will know that I talk about chakras a lot relating to to wellness, to face yoga, to yoga, to Reiki. Would you be able to give us just a very simple guide to the seven key chakras and which note relates to each of these chakras? And you can maybe talk about your favourite bowl you have personally or that you use for each of the chakras. <laughs> I would love to know that and I'm sure my listeners <laughs> would as well. I was afraid you'll ask about my favourite bowl. It's always so hard to choose one. Seven favourites you're allowed. Exactly. <laughs> Seven favorite allowed. Mm-hmm. It shifts for me. It all depends on what I'm going through and where I need uh, a deeper dive or support. Uh, currently, uh, my super favorite is the Divine Father. It's a ball that came to me from Crystal Tones, and she is a morph, a triple morph. And what it actually means is that she went through this near death experience, wherever she yes, wherever she actually uh, was hurt uh, in, in her life, and she was wounded, and she needed repair. So when she arrived to me, she had three wounds, and they managed to actually take care of her. So she, like a phoenix, arose from the ashes and she has another life now. And interestingly, through the process of repair, her note also changed from the C, which was the root chakra. She is now an F, which is the heart. It's really incredible. I love, I know. That is amazing. She has a second life. She has a second life. And also the fact is that every time they go through the repair, It's uh, the overtones uh, increase, the amount of overtones increase. They are so much more complex in their sounds. It's unbelievable, really unbelievable to experience. So for some reason, uh, she is my uh, most favorite now. She just arrived a few days ago and we are now connecting. But I would love to share with you the connection between the chakras and uh, the nodes. Um, So... In the musical theory and in work with balls, we have the flat notes and we have the sharp notes. So the sharp notes uh, on the balls are marked with a hashtag. So all the notes with a hashtag correspond to the endocrine system, which is really mind-blowing if you think about it. And also they correspond to the higher chakras or secondary chakras, while the flat notes correspond to the chakras you just mentioned, the seven major chakras. So maybe let's focus on those seven major chakras because that's <laughs> that's a really good start to have. So uh, when we begin our journey from the bottom of the spine and we speak of the root chakra, the note that corresponds to it is a C. Then moving upwards, we have the sacral chakra and the node D. Then climbing up to the solar plexus, there is an E. A little bit up towards the heart chakra, we have an F. And then all the way into your favorite area, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the G node and the throat chakra. Uh, An A note uh, is where the third eye is. And uh, we finish up with a crown and the node B. And we're actually really working with three different octaves uh, when we're speaking of alchemy crystal balls. So those uh, 
notes that I just described, they have to do with the third octave and the one in the body that corresponds to the chakras. And I think that's also what we're talking about at the beginner's course, just to um, try to figure out empirically. So really by experiencing someone plays a ball and we're trying to figure out where in my body do I feel this ball. And this is the most magical part because you actually get to feel in the actual region the ball that is being played. So I love, <laughs> I love working with people who are very science-based and very analytical because it is really beautiful and empowering and new to them to be able to feel so much through the balls, through the work with balls. Yes, amazing. Mm. And I love how you also always call your ball she. I love how <laughs> how they're all in the feminine is that something which you personally have felt yourself or is that something that is often talked about sort of universally when it comes to the alchemy bowls but this is such a wonderful question actually no I have so many he's as well so oh, they are boys and girls yes exactly representant on representants of this really divine masculine energy like the divine father that I love so much uh, interesting if I referred to him as a she mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> very interesting mm -hmm. yes mm, I'm just thinking about the languages as well it might have to do with the language acquisition and how languages are structured anyways they are definitely masculine balls and you can feel it by actually holding a feminine ball or the ball that really is an enhancer of the divine feminine energy i would say from my experience all the balls with uh, pink aura gold which stands for unconditional love and mary magdalene frequency they are always feeling to me as a feminine ball and as a she my experience with for example topaz or sunstone is very masculine clean yeah. but i would imagine that uh it is also possible to have a sunstone that uh, feels like feminine and and pink aura as a masculine mm -hmm. but my experience is that um, yeah that those crystals they kind of carry the different different vibration also in terms of feminine and masculine and you really pick pick up on it very easily yourself when you hold it yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And would you say for someone, either as a as a practitioner, as a teacher, like I am now doing, or just for personal use, the ideal would be to have one bowl from each of those keynotes that we talked about from each of those chakras. So you have that set of the, of the seven bowls, you know, and, and we know that you can play with one bowl or you can play with two bowls and that is completely fine and you can do short sound baths you know most of the sound baths that I play are 10 or 15 minutes and you can do that quite easily with two or three bowls but would you say that in order to provide a full sound bath um, perhaps a longer sound bath or one that is very balanced your absolute ideal would be to have seven Mm, such a tricky question. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's possible to, to play one ball uh, and make absolutely beautiful and versatile soundscape with one ball for even one hour. Mm -hmm. So you could absolutely uh, happily do it with one ball, but it is a different experience than having a set. Mm 
Absolutely. Uh, having a set already of three balls gives you so many incredible um, possibilities, really, because the balls play individually and they also wave together. So for the person who is receiving a soundbar, it really feels like having three balls feels and hears and like having five, which is mind-blowing on its own. I... Personally, I always encourage people to uh, take a deep dive uh, within themselves and decide what type of work are they inclined in doing. I don't believe in strict rules like seven chakra set needs to have all of those notes that I listed. Sometimes you might end up having a set that has three notes G, although you have seven balls, because this is your area of expertise and interest. And you're inviting three Gs, yet all of them have different alchemies. So the alchemies speak to different areas of the body as well. I would imagine in the ideal world, having five ball set, it's a really good and rounded set to answer your question. But of course, having a seven ball set or 13 ball set or even more, it always gives you many, many uh, other opportunities. Um, but to start with, I would say three is really nice and five gives you a really nice practice professional practitioner set to work with. And I would really encourage people to reach towards practitioner balls. They are so called balls on the stick that you hold in your hand simply because of the variety of effects you can achieve having a ball like this. You can use them in clearing the spaces or playing over the body with really pointed vibration in the area of the body that needs physical support. And so on and so on. There are so many, so many ways of uh, of incorporating them in the set. Yes, I love it. I love it. It excites me so much. I just want to get my balls out <laughs> and play. How often yes. do you play your balls personally? Because I know on a on a professional level, you're doing it very frequently and very often, yes. um, giving beautiful sound baths. But how often would you get one or more balls out just simply for yourself? They are always out in my house. I have a studio where the balls are and my big set is, but I always, always have at least one ball with me wherever I am. Even if I'm camping, I would take a ball with me. It's just, it's really like breathing for me. And it's the quickest way for me to balance myself, all my field. I would say playing a ball really is for me like brushing my teeth. It's a part of my, of my spiritual routine and I do it daily. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do daily? Um, of course, you do your, your crystal bowl sound healing, but mm -hmm. any other sort of rituals or routines that are part of your day to day life? Oh, yes, absolutely. First of all, I always, always uh, begin my day with uh, um, energetic cleanse. So cleansing from the night. And if I have enough time, if the family allows, then I do also into energetic balancing. If not, then the quick uh, breathwork session. Um, and for me also, it's really important to stretch daily to really have this energy moving through the body. And as much as I love sound and I use sound for balancing myself, I also love silence. And I really believe in the deeply healing potential of the silence. So I make sure that every day I, I, I personally receive at least half an hour of interrupted silent time with myself. 
Yeah. So if I could advise anyone on what to do in order to to really have more of this peace and calmness in your life, I would say silence and sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Equally, equally, absolutely. I agree. And I read something really interesting last week that said now in 2022, we receive more information in a day than people 100 years ago would have received in a lifetime. Oh, my goodness. So this <laughs> yes. makes you realize how much is just going into our brain, into our aura, into our energy field, into our body every day and that bombarding of information. So I completely agree with you that having that balance between the sound, the crystal sound, the alchemy, the beautiful healing and the pause and the rest and the silence is so needed. And I don't think any of us do it enough. I mean, you and I have our rituals and our routines. We do our yoga, our meditation, our crystal bowls. But still, I mean, I know I'm speaking for myself and, and maybe you would agree or disagree, but I know for me, it probably isn't enough. <laughs> there probably isn't <laughs> enough space and silence and sound healing and, and yoga than what actually I really truly need. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you also on the fact that we are constantly bombarded by sounds that we're not even aware of during the day that actually penetrate us through the skin into the bones. And uh, in our courses, we often do an exercise of deep listening. You realize how much is going on on the outside that you don't even pay attention to. And then we also do some exercises on the inner sound when we realize that this orchestra within ourselves is there as well. So we are constantly in motion and we're constantly in sound and we're constantly being fed information, like you said. So um, just barefoot walking in the forest and being silent seems like a beautiful, beautiful way of calming the nervous system. And also in a sound bath, very often we forget that this silence after sound bath is as important as the sound bath itself, right? Yes. Because this is when we integrate, this is when we actually get the nervous system to relax and take in all the goodness that just happened. Absolutely. I completely agree. And if you were to leave our listeners with just one top tip for feeling and experiencing inner peace, what would that be? Mm. Give yourself a total quiet every day. And, and so a longer one. <laughs> and the water that we're consuming, in my opinion, the water is as important as no, actually the most important thing. So I would suggest just to do a little experiment. If you have a crystal ball at home to pour the water into your crystal ball and play with the intention of love and harmony, and then drink the water and observe how you will feel with the structured water in your system, in your nervous system, in your body. It's really enhancing the healing, enhancing the feeling of peace and quiet and calmness. And I hope that if I can leave you with anything, that would be this. <laughs> yes, and I love that. And it's interesting because you have told me this a few times throughout our training. And can you believe I've never done it? <laughs> I've never put the, the water in the bowl. And when it's in the bowl, you, you, do you usually play it whilst yes. the water Exactly. So yes, I'm going to do it today <laughs> for sure. I cannot believe, and it's funny because I have thought of it a few times. Perfect. Um, and 
I must do it. And it just this is the day, the tenth of the tenth, a yeah. special portal day, such yes. a highly energetic day. And yes, oh, this is. water will taste amazing, Danielle. Full moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and actually, twenty-four years ago, my husband and I met as well today. So Incredible! It's a Congratulations. <laughs> Not that that's got anything to do with the sound healing. But so now you can celebrate. Celebrate with the structured mm-hmm. water instead of prosecco. <laughs> exactly. I don't pr- drink prosecco anyway. But <laughs> I will do the water beautiful beautiful thank you so much would you please let everyone know how they can find out more about your bowls your trainings where they can follow you on social media absolutely I welcome everyone uh, to message me if you would like or just visit the Instagram of Crystalline Sound Institute and also you can visit my website crystallinesoundinstitute.com And I would be so happy to speak more, answer any questions about sound healing and the balls. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emelina. It's such a pleasure to always chat to you. I love it. You're so inspirational. And once again, thank you for being on the podcast and thank you for being such a beautiful guide and teacher for me as well. Thank you, Danielle. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.